Welcome to the culture of safety. Yeah. Yeah, please no. do not ever use the <laughs> intro like that again. No, no, not like that. No, definitely not. Okay. You know, shut up. You don't know anything. I mean, I always tell I always make you do it and then I just talk crap about how <laughs> yeah, you do how, it. how bad of a job I do. I'm like, man, that's all right. Whatever. It's like a what do they call that? A like a backseat driver? Yeah. You're not driving right. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Well, when you go get old enough to drive, then you can come tell me. Oh, you mean it wasn't your wife saying that? Because that's what my wife says. No, my wife has this weird, like, as soon as she sees a car, she she panics. And I'm Does like, she hit emergency, like, air, like, brakes that don't exist? No, on her she side? doesn't no. do that. But she goes, <gasps> that's my favorite one. She's like, I'm like, what? I'm like, thinking, like, oh, man, maybe I missed something. Every once in a while, she's right, because, like, I'm not paying attention. But for the most part, I'm like, what? What are you doing? There's something going on here. That car just ch- changed lanes. Okay, well, <laughs> good for them. Hmm. I definitely understand that. So what do we got going on today? So uh, we kind of had a little discussion and, you know, it's it's been almost, you know, 20 episodes and we kind of figured, you know what, let's let's give ourselves a little bit more direction. And we've been getting a lot of, you know, emails and text messages and a lot of, you know, love and a lot of questions about, you know, getting, you know, the foot in the door. So I figured, you know what, we'll kind of do like a little like a little series, you know, the next next, you know, handful of episodes will be based or generally focused on, you know, the entry level positions for employees. So a lot of people, especially when they're leaving the field, or we've had a bunch of questions about people who already have an established career, like let's say in sales or business, Mm -hmm. and they're thinking about making that transition. And so they're like, but you know, how do these skills translate? And, you know, for me, I think a lot of people, a lot of industries translate right over, you know, there's a lot of skills that you can use, you know, and increase the, the safety profession as well. So, you know, one of the things that we always get questions on, I think probably the most prevalent is, you know, what skills do I need? You know, what, what skills make a good, you know, either a technician, advisor, or manager, but like I said, we're focusing more on the lower levels on what skills do you think that they should have as far as, you know, when they're coming in, some things that they maybe do as like a self-check, like, Hey, do I have these good skills or am I, am I competent in these various areas? So that way I can be more effective in the field. And I think that's, I think that's what safety is all about is being effective, right? Because yeah, <laughs> right. If, if we're ineffective, then you people know, are getting hurt. People are getting hurt. And, and that's then not your, good. Your ex goes up and your insurance goes up and your boss gets mad and your owner gets mad. And, and then you lose your job. And then you probably lose your job. That's unfortunately, that's just how it works. But, you know, I, I have this thing, you know, I don't know if, if you may feel the same about the way that I do about this, but I have like this thing where you kind of have to, you have to make the bricks at the bottom. You have to have a good foundation. I don't think you can just, you know, have a, a lawyer degree and all of a sudden you can be a safety guy. You know, I think you need to start at the the bottom and learn, learn, learn from the bottom up. Right. I've, I've seen people that kind of jump over, you know, from let's say you're an ops manager to a safety manager or, you know, like a safety, like advisor. I think having that, that technician level understanding and building that, that foundation and working your way up is more effective. And those people are, I can't say better, but like more well-rounded. Maybe. They're more well-rounded and they, they usually succeed more because like I said, they have that solid foundation of, of knowing what it's like to be in the field and being at the tech level. Cause they understand, I guess that's a perception, you know, it's, it's commonly like when you, when you deal with doctors, you know, and they have these whole like, Oh, you should be doing this, 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 like, yes, doctor, I get that. But you're understanding you're talking to people who don't have that medical knowledge. And so it's just being able to speak to people at their level it's very difficult for people who've always been at the top kind of thing. You know what I mean? I get it. I kind of, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I don't know if I completely agree, 
but I, I get your your thinking behind it. And I can see a person, I could see that being a thing. They are more well-rounded because they started at, at the, bottom the bottom and they had to learn the fundamentals. They had to learn, they had to build that foundation. Right. And then that set them up for more success at the top, which I would agree with. But I think that in certain, I think there's a lot of situations where people, if they transfer over from some other type of industry or career, that having a similar experience in that industry or career right. could were, also set them up. If they worked the bottom yeah. up, yeah. Could that, also set them up for a similar type of That's success, my, own, my only thing is that having that foundation and working your way up versus, you know, well, let's, you know, I, I graduated with a degree. Now I'm, a, now I'm, I'm the director or manager. I don't have that fundamentals, and that's I've I've seen a lot of. I people. think they could still be successful. Oh yeah, they, you can be successful. I know they, 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 they struggle with all the learn. fundamentals. Yeah. They have a the different basics. thing they need to learn. Yeah, they're going backward. Are, well, in, in a way, they're going backwards. Yeah, from they're the building other from the top to the bottom, right? Building roof first, and then building the the structure, and then the, then the foundation, rather than obviously the opposite way. But I mean, you can. Like I said, I I wholeheartedly agree that you, I've seen people do it. I just know that they struggle more with the lower end stuff because they just, they don't have that perception like, Oh, well, how come it's not this? I'm like, they don't do that. That's not how mm-hmm. you know lower people think. That's not how they're, they don't have that mindset of what it was like to be at the bottom. So um, anyway, moving forward, I think one of the, uh, probably one of the most important is definitely, you know, verbal communication, you know, just being, being able to speak to other people, right. When you're talking to, you know, your employees as a safety technician, you want to make sure that, you know, when you're, when you're engaging with them, obviously we don't want to have that, you know, I hear, I hear this term a lot. And I'm sure you have too. The, the safety cop, you know, I don't want to be the safety cop. Well, what does that look like? You know, how do I not be a safety cop? And my, my biggest thing is always telling people relate to the people that you work with. Right. And again, kind of ties into the whole foundational thing is being able to understand what it's like to be in that position being the worker having somebody come onto your job site and tell you that you're messing up how do i go about telling people in a positive way so that they they'll be more likely to change their behaviors right so it's important that when we're talking to people we want to you know focus on what they're saying obviously big one is respect um if, if you've never dealt with a welder good luck i you know that's one of the my favorite things is when i talk to people and that's like their first interaction with the welder. that guy was a jerk Oh yeah, he's a welder. That's just how that's just you know, how they all are. Do you notice that it's not? I feel like I always think think the same thing that it's welders, but I feel like it's more like anybody that has a specific craft that that's their career, like a welder, an electrician, oh, uh, yeah. a crane operator. Anybody that says, "Oh, a machinist," oh man, yeah. some of our machinists, but yeah. uh, the, anybody that does that same thing over and over every day for a career, they build up like this. I don't know what it is, but like they're definitely a different person to deal with. Yeah, it's I think confidence. it derives from confidence for sure. Yeah, because you know, like like you said, they're. I know what I'm doing. You don't. I've been doing this for 20 years. I have some snot nosed kid who just got out of college mm-hmm. coming out here trying to tell me how to do my job, and and I was which tell, is not always necessarily no, it's not wrong. always true. Of course not. But <laughs> and the funny thing is, I always tell my welders, I'm like, you're still a welder. What the heck? You know, you're not that important. Like you're just you're just like any other safety guy. You're a prima donna just like me. And then no joke, the same thing that you go, oh yeah, crane operators, machinists. I just go through. We're all the same. We all, you know, we all think that our poop don't smell. That's mm-hmm. just that's just the nature of our our game. And once you once you relate to them like that, and you you they understand who you are, and you, that you're not there to punish them and get them in trouble, then you can start building that rapport, and that kind of breaks down their barriers. Like, oh, grab another another crappy safety guy. And that's that's the thing that I've always I guess I excel, excelled that because I've always come up behind bad safety people. 
So people that were punitive were the cops were there to like, I'm making a name for myself kind of people. And then I come out there like all nonchalant. Hey, how's it going guys? I'll have lunch with them. And you know, being able to relate to them. They're like, wow, the safety guys hanging out with us. What the heck? You have lunch with us. And people are, are blown away. I remember plenty of times guys, welders in, in particular, like you're not the normal safety guy. Are you I'm like, no, not really. I'm definitely not normal anything, but you know, that, right? I, I can definitely, definitely agree with not, that. Normal is not in my vocabulary, really. But, you know, just being able to, you know, communicate. That's a very big thing is, especially when people are, are having problems, especially, you know, either, you know, your director of your work, your, you know, your personal leading work or whatever, they're having issues with their people. Being that, being that ear, often, oftentimes I tell people, you know, we're kind of like HR too. That's another thing that we have to deal with is listening to the complaints. Oh man, this guy, he's so lazy. And, and you know, being that ear, being able to communicate with them and, and relate to them is very important, right? Especially, I mean, when we're doing accident investigations, you know, breaking down what they're saying and, you know, when they, when they leave seeing a uh, feeling that they felt listened to, it's so powerful. So making sure that we obviously we focus on what they're saying, right? That's a very important one. Um, selecting when to talk, right? Because mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, uh, I actually had a good friend tell me this. Don't sit there in mind thinking about what you're going to say next, right? It's not like, okay, Matt's saying something. This is what I'm going to respond. Yeah. You know, I'm not calculating on what I'm going to say. I'm just listening. I'm listening to what the words that you're saying. Listening to the tone, the voice, how loud you are, your, your visual cues. Those tell me a lot about what's going on, what your state of mind is. And that's what I'm reading. I'm reading all the motions and listening to the words. I'm actually listening. I'm not hearing you. I'm listening. Big, big, important skill. No, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think really that's one of the biggest things like you're talking about. It's what sets like a good safety person apart from somebody that will get recognized as a safety cop or something yeah. like that is one listening. Just the whole, the whole thing of communication is Big. I mean, it's, it's, it's giant. It's, it's definitely like, part probably of it. about 90% of what we do. Yeah. If you are not a good communicator, you don't know how to read people. You don't know how to talk to people and you're not a good listener. I'm sorry to say it, but you, one, you're probably you're in the struggle. wrong profession <laughs> or two, you are going to have a lot of struggles in the future. You're going to get into a lot of arguments. You're going to, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's, it's going to make your career harder. It's going to make really it harder. Well, because especially because you remember a lot of times, especially when we're talking about like accident investigations, but when we're talking about, you know, dealing with just your base level employee and you're not you're not listening to them and you're not hearing what they're trying to tell you, because honestly, one thing I've learned as a, as a really good listener is it's often the things that people don't say. That's that's the I think that's the like the pinnacle mm -hmm. of being able to listen is I hear the words. That, I mean, I'm listening to the words that you're saying, but I'm also looking for what you're not saying. What is what are you not saying to me? You're trying to hint at it. You know what I'm saying? And those those are where I'm, I'm reading those sub subtext cues like there's something else going on and I need to it's kind of like a red alert. I need to do some thorough investigation into that little that little hole because that's what's going to root out. Hey, this is the problem with our culture. This is what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. These are all the things that are going on in, in our environment that's causing these accidents or causing these, you know, unsafe behaviors. It's this going on. And sometimes, you know, employee, they might not feel safe telling you like, hey, yeah, my supervisor doesn't make me doesn't make me well, wear my PPE or a couple of uh, a couple of episodes ago, we had an employee say uh, or a safety guy ask us, hey, our supervisor isn't wearing the PPE. Right. And if if we're not getting those those cues, you know, we're not honing in on those little Hey, yeah, blah, blah. Oh, it sounds like you're telling me that your supervisor doesn't wear PPE or he's not enforcing, he's forcing it on you, but he feels like he's above the rules. 
that's that hey that's a culture problem cool now i've i've kind of rooted that out now i can go and focus on that which will obviously down the road create a better work environment a safer work environment and you'll look good you're like man look at your department's you know gone down 60 60 percent in, in incidents in the six months that you've been there yeah i know it's 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 crazy what a, a good safety professional can do um along the side along the lines of communication and definitely having good presentation skills like we've talked about this before training but not just training but you know uh, i hate to say presentation skills is like a computer because oftentimes it's not yeah you know if if we have questions or you know especially when i'm doing my audits and people ask me well how come we have to do this that's a presentation we have to sit there and we have we have this idea, we have this knowledge, mm -hmm. and how do I present that in a way that's effective to that individual, right? It's not cookie cutter where I can just take this boring template yep. of PowerPoint and go, here you go, guys, we're gonna go over this. And you're like, yep, uh, make sure you put your gloves, next. Make sure you tell us about your injuries, next. You know, have inflection in your voice. Go up and down with your voice. Use your hands. Walk the room. Walk back and forth. I mean, if it's an audit, obviously you're not going to be doing that. But it's important that we we customize the material that we're doing to who we're, you know. It's you all, and I know it's this. The same as thing. Like, where I say, know your audience. That's know your I audience. Like, I say, know you your and audience. I both know this. Know your audience, right? Are we are we writing a paper for a a, a doctor at our university, mm -hmm. or are we you know teaching the guy who's welding, you know? how to properly, you know, do fire or hot work uh, protections, right? So make sure that you customize your material to who you're doing. And then obviously, I hate to say this, because again, we need to be prepared. Don't just show up and be like, oh, I have no, uh, this, uh, you know, you've all been there when you had a teacher or professor or somebody, safety professional, come into your thing. Oh, I'm solely unprepared for this. Oh, they just called me in. You're like, be prepared for everything. You should be able to come in in your job anytime. Hey, Matt, we need you to come and do this presentation. Cool. Boop. And, and you're good. You got this. Right? If you're struggling, visually struggling, you can tell like, man, I am struggling with this. Find out why. Is it you don't know the material? Is it because you're you're nervous? Mm -hmm. Or is it because you're like me and you're all hopped up on like five energy drinks? Right? Understand and prepare your material. And I would say, you know, that doesn't always, that always doesn't go translate just to training. Right? Again, Incidents. No, there's tons of things that it right? translates to. Incidents are probably the biggest one, right? Because you're going to now you're right. We're not dealing with the, the low level employees, the workers. We're dealing with management, C-suite executives. Now they're, they're calling you from the, from the minor leagues to the big leagues. We want to know what's going on. And if you're using the wrong terminology, you're not concise, you're not clear. People are going to be asking, people are going to be asking you a lot of questions. And I've, I've seen it where people stumble so badly. People, um, question their their abilities they're like wow this is our safety guy like, wow okay you know and obviously as a manager that makes you look bad as well and you're like oh great no <laughs> now i have this not, not, not i didn't say clown but i have this guy who doesn't have the the presentation abilities and you know I've, we've all seen some pretty bad presentations you're like wait what happened no i, I completely agree i think presentation skills are are definitely is it presentation or presentation uh presentation i like to say presentation no, that sounds weird. I don't like saying that. Presentation. Whatever. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but anyways, so you're right. So there's there's training, you know, that everyone's probably going to do at some point. But you can have trainings can go anywhere from a tailgate out in the field yeah. to a room full of 400 people. Who knows what trainings can be a vast variety of presentations. Yeah. But then also you said incidents. But then another one you didn't mention is especially in the in the bottom. I think it's like you said, you're building your foundation. So even though you're not doing things that a manager are doing, all of the presentation skills you're building now mm -hmm. are what are going to help you higher level in your career 
And I think one of the big things that you have to do in later on in your career is metrics and KPIs to, yeah. Yeah. to upper management or to customers. And uh, being able to build those types of presentations are extremely important yes. too, because you need to know what kind of data do I need to present? What's the right way to present that data? How am I going to uh, show what this data means? All of the, all of these things are, are extremely important and they're things that customers want to see or, or sometimes your upper management or corporate or whatever it might be. And um, having the presentation skills there is uh, you also... Know what? I, I 100% agree. And I, I can't believe I, I forgot about that because that is... I, I would probably say it's probably one of the most crucial skills. It's definitely crucial. I, I will be the first to admit that I have seen some clever, and I say quote unquote clever, presentations with KPIs saying, oh, we meet these metrics, blah, 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 blah. Because a lot of people don't understand that, yes, those are numbers on a board, but what do those numbers actually mean? And that's, and that's the thing that I've ran into quite a bit. And I'm glad that that's the experience that I had was that people would question, okay, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you had a 30%, you know, reduction of injuries? Oh, well, and that's when, again, that presentation skills being prepared and knowledgeable about what you're talking about. Yeah. Because oftentimes we're going to see upticks, downticks, you know, just depending on what, what type of work, where we are in the economy, how much work, how many hours, a lot of things can take into play on what your metrics, metrics are actually looking like. And being to able to elaborate that to your customer, to your manager, whoever you're talking to is very important because yeah. people will have questions like, oh, what, what do you mean you had an uptick? What's that mean? Oh, we had an uptick because we had an, an 80 percent increase in our, our man hours. Oh, uh, OK. Or, you know, we have, you know, they're, they're going to ask you why these things are happening. If you mm -hmm. don't know why, then they're just, oh, this is just a guy who can put numbers on a board. Exactly. I don't know if you'd agree with this statement or not, but I, I think in the first two presentation and verbal skills, and I think overall as a safety professional, one thing that's extremely important is semantics. The words you use in yeah. presentations and the words you use when you talk to people, even though in, in normal life, it may not be a big deal. They are extremely important in presentations. Yeah. A word that you might say in some piece of paragraph or sentence can make somebody else on the other end think something completely different than you intended for them to think. Yes. And so one of the things I always tell my guys when I'm trying to trying to coach them on presentation skills is always try to pretend and put yourself on that side and think what what am I about what could I question about this or how could I misinterpret this paragraph or this sentence and always have that in the back <laughs> of your head when you're writing. I'll I'll be 100% I I made that mistake a couple of times on on the words the inflammatory words that you use because I, I I come from an EMT background. I tell it how it is. Hey, this person crashed into this person. This guy crashed into that. No, we can't say that. Oh, this person traded paint. They right. made contact, <laughs> right? And it, it you, sometimes you can go a little too far in that direction. You, but you're yeah. right. But oftentimes, like you said, the way, the way that we, like you said, the semantics, the words that we use will invoke emotion. Yep and response out of people and if we like i said if i call my my um my my direct supervisor over my department and I go oh yeah hey we had somebody um uh uh went unconscious or they you know they got hurt or whatever the certain words i use are going to invoke a response what do you mean they got hurt oh hey we had a person you know get get a laceration on their finger oh okay Rather than, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, sliced his finger open, right? The word sliced. Oh, wow. It must yep. have been really bad, really big gash, you know? These words have meaning, and that meaning can change depending on where you're at, right? So it's it's really important for us to just understand how how those words can can have a huge impact. 
another tip that I, I think is good for presentation skills is find somebody that you trust that has uh good, also good presentation skills or good grammar or something like that. Just send it yeah, grammar. Just yes. send it to him real quick and say, Hey man, just, can you read this over real quick? Tell me what you think I'm trying to say and, and let me know if there's anything that doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. That's, I, that's I what I do to a lot of things. I hundred percent agree, especially with grammar, man. It's sad to say, but there's a lot of people out there who have bad grammar and you're just like, I'm getting lost just reading what you're trying to tell me, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. Um, mo moving forward. I think also another really important skill is, critical i hate to say critical thinking i'm gonna say i hate because i i love critical thinking but a lot of people lack critical thinking and evidence-based decisions right because oftentimes we're we're given facts right especially acts and investigations or you know if we're communicating with an employee they're telling us things and we're just like oh you know okay this this and that blah 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 I need to sit down and think. I need to analyze what's going on. I have to generate a, a solution or I have, to, I have to come up with a solution. And then I think the biggest part is, you know, evaluating how effective that will be a field, uh, how effective that will be in the field when I apply it. Right. Because I, we all can come up with decisions quick, right? Oh, Hey, this is what's going on. Okay. Let's do this. Right. But how effective is that going to actually be? Do you think everybody in the look at COVID-19? I think that's a perfect example. When we all first started, what was the what was the the PPE that was given? Everybody wear masks. A month, two months down the road, how many people are wearing masks now? Not a huge percentage. I know some places it's really good, but if you mm -hmm. go look at Orange County, nobody cares. Nobody cares in Orange County, you know. And I think that's that's one of those things that we have to learn how to do is okay when we evaluate a situation, what's really going on. And we come up with a, a, a solution. I'm like, cool, this is what we're going to do. Pause, take a second. How effective is this going to be? Is there a more effective solution to get the same result? Sometimes it, sometimes it's quicker. Some, most of the time, you have to do a little bit of work. And I think that's the problem is a lot of people take shortcuts and like, oh, well, we'll just throw this out there and that's it. We're going to throw, you know, one of my favorite ones is we're going to throw out, you know, danger tape. That's, that's the solution. We're just going to throw danger tape. Okay, but if you have... 400 employees per company and you have 10 companies, you know, for, that's 4,000 people using a quarter of a roll, half a roll of danger tape a day. What's that going to do on the environment? What's that going to do on the supply, supply and demand? How effective is that really going to be in the first, first couple of weeks? It probably will be effective over time. Probably not, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's something that we have to do is think critically. And, and then again, you know, as well as I do know your stuff evidence-based, you know, um, decisions when people come out there and they're like, well, I don't need to wear this PPE because of blah, 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 blah. Right. We want to be able to provide evidence. And if they have questions, be able to, you know, if you have a cell phone, pull it up. Hey, these are the regulations, not just that, but policies. I couldn't tell you how many times people, people would quote, well, that's not in the SOP. Well, that's not a policy. Well, that's not this. So I have to go and pull up the policy. I'm like, look, it says right there, black and white. You can't, you can, right? If you're going to say, hey, we're not going to be wearing high-vis vests because they increase your heat, cool, but your policy says that we have to wear it, right? And that's that's something that we run into a lot is we need to either, you probably just need to change the policy. If you want to make that, that's fine. I don't care. Change your policy. We can fight on semantics on if it's effective or not. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I can't fight with policy. It's written in in stone. Change it. You know, those are more, they sh your 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 um, IIPP and your safety uh, safety manual should be a live document. You should be making changes to it 
periodically, mm-hmm. you know, at least, you know, every couple of months, especially if you're having a lot of incidents, you should probably be making it change a lot more than you probably are. So yeah, make sure that you have those abilities to, I mean, you know, as well as I do when your people come up to you and, and they have a problem, I don't want to be your brain, right? Everybody here has a brain. Everybody listening has a brain. Use it, please. You have the ability to critically think. You have the ability to look up the evidence, right? Either policy or OSHA record, uh, uh, mandate, whatever it is. Use those. Those will always be your backing. And when people see you as a person that uses evidence, you're more likely to get pushed up up to the next next level for sure. I know that's something you look for, right? Evidence? People. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> Uh, I was going to try and act dumb because you said everybody has a brain. So I was going to act like I didn't like, have a brain. Huh? <laughs> evidence, right? Yeah. I like evidence. Um, no. Yeah. I, I mean, everything you said, I agree with. Um, I think evidence, I think being objective as a safety professional, yes. knowing that having the facts. Objective based. Ab- yeah, and, and objective based decisions or, or evidence based, whatever you said, kind of similar, same yeah. thing. Decisions. Yeah. But decision definitely. Making. Yeah. That's, that's all being logical in the decisions you make and the, uh, the things that you do as a safety professional. I mean, that's, I think that's kind of part of your job. Like you are, or at least I feel like a lot of times when I, when I come to a job site or I'm called to a job site, like they're calling me there because that's what they want from me. They want me to look at the facts, look at what's going on, not put emotion into it and think it's I've been big, doing this for 20 years. One. Instead, Hey, you as the safety professional, what do you think about this? And like that's uh, that's a uh, that's the kind of things I get called to go look at sometimes. Yeah. And I don't I haven't been doing this type of work for 20 years like some of these guys have, but that's not my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to go make evidence-based decisions using logic and using facts. And and I think that's that's definitely a big part of our role is to to do those things and and be that that person for be for that everybody. beacon where yeah. you can go. Well, this guy makes good decisions. Why? Because they're all based in evidence. He he doesn't look at everybody's emotions. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm I'm so stressed and I'm scared. I'm, okay, cool. But what do the facts say? Mm-hmm. It says this, 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 and this. Let's. This is how we're going to mitigate it, right? And then of course, I think that's a big thing that I've seen, especially with these teachers. I I know that again with the whole COVID, everybody's starting to go back to school and everybody's kind of get stressed. And I remember. You know, we were in one of my my kids like Zoom meetings or whatever it was, and it was everybody. So we had a bunch of parents, we had a bunch of teachers, and we had the board of directors. And um, essentially what it came down to was there was a vote. They said, okay, the board of directors are going to vote on what they think they should do. Should we do either um, blended so you can either choose to go to school, send your kid to school, or you can do um, from home Mm -hmm. so your kid goes for like two or three days out of the week and then the rest is, is at home. Or just straight 100% online, right? And, of course, you know, they said, well, we're going to do blended. And all the teachers were upset. They said, how dare you? You're putting our lives at risk and blah, 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 blah. Emotions, right? But we look at the facts and we look at what's being implemented, right? Especially, I'm sure anybody right now can implement. Just look at your own own industry and just let, see how COVID has affected it. How is it affecting people's emotions, Right. Are we going to sit there and listen to them? I mean, don't get me wrong. We should listen to their emotions, but we should never act on them. And I told my wife, the problem was, is what they should have done. They should have had a closed vote. We're going to vote this way. Right. And then when they had the vote, give out the vote. This is what we've decided. We're going to decide we're going to do a blended. When people start complaining and say, wait, this is why. And explain to them again, using evidence based, um, knowledge based um, decisions. These are the things that we've implemented. 
these are the things that we're going to do. This Because the problem is when you say we're going to open up, people are like, what, what about us? What's going to happen? You know, they don't know all the things that we've already put in place, right? We need to communicate those things. No, you are safe because we're only allowing five kids in the classroom and they're going to be six feet apart and they're going to be wearing masks and you have to wear a mask and we're going to sanitize every day. You know, you're going to have, you know, all your hazards that everybody's so worried about in check while they're stressing, right? They're going to have that initial shock. Oh my God, our kids are going to school and they're all going to die and our teachers are going to die. No, look, we have these things in place and that's how they, that's how we should be handling. When we make the decision, cool. Don't just push out the decision. Go, here you go. This is what we decided. We decided this because, because of A, B, C, D, E, F. Yep. And my favorite thing, if you put in references, right? Because <laughs> in school, that's what they teach you. Learn how to put your references in there. Reference why. Well, if you don't think that this is a good decision, here's a link, you know, hyperlink it into whatever documentation. Hey, hyperlink it into there. You know, we can talk about this later on as we start building our safety manuals. That's what I do in mine. Yep. That's what if I do too. I have a Cal OSHA regulation that I have to follow, guess what I put? Hyperlink. Yep. Here you go. If anybody has questions, click on it and guess where it goes? Right to the page. You can read for you can read the regulation yourself. Yep. I mean, obviously we go above and beyond because that's that's what we do, but let them know why that decision was made. Well, how did you come to this decision? Well, we used the CDC or NIOSH or OSHA. We used, we called a doctor. This doctor said, da, 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 da. And we have documentation. Here it is. Mm -hmm. They were like, they're more willing to follow you once you control their emotion. Because they're going to, I mean, there's a lot of, like we said before, there's a lot of, a lot of energy and, and, um, emotion behind certain words. Slashed versus cut or nicked traded paint versus crashed <laughs> slammed let's be honest a car slammed into another car it's what you what happened oh no two vehicles collided right two huge different ones they evoke different images and yeah. once once you control those and you you once again evidence-based everything should be a little easier down the road because now people understand okay this is why we made that decision Yep. And I like, like, I like your example of how a lot of times, you know, at the higher levels, we're called in. Hey, what do you think? Perfect. Boom, boom, boom. Logic based, not, not off of, not off of emotions. Yep. I agree. Um, what else? Let's see. I, I think the last one, I mean, this is kind of like a, again, I hate beating a, a dead horse again. I say hate a lot, this word. I hate saying this, but. Um, and then you just continue to say it I was over say, and over. Hate, 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 hate. Leadership. Um, being engaging with your with your employees, right? And I always tell people engagement looks like like a cog, right? Not a wheel, but a cog. You know, the cog's got the spokes. You want to grab the spokes of the other employees, and you want to forcefully turn them, right? You can put two wheels together, and one will. Uh, you know, have some general effect. But when you have an effective training, an engaging training, an engaging safety professional, those are the people that are going to have the effective um, changes in their culture. You're going to have the lower, you're going to drive your your um, KPIs down, right? So making sure that you interact with your employees, network, you know, not just only talk about, you know, as a safety professional, you have to deal with everybody. You can't just deal with just the baseline employee. You have to talk with the supervisors, talk with their direct managers or project managers. Um, sometimes a department manager, 
right? You have to look at the scenario that you're in and what you're, what you cover and talk to everybody across the board. And when I was working at my last job, I worked with vehicle operators. I worked with equipment operators. I worked with drilling and welders and you name it. So I even dealt with QA, right? The quality assurance people being able to network across and leverage those assets. Hey, you have a welder who's really stubborn and a pain in the butt. Hey, guess what? He has a, he has a, a hand that he, him and the, him and the hand just get along really well. Make friends with the hand, the, the hand. If you get that influence will help you change the mind of the welder. And eventually you'll be able to impact that welder to be safer on the job site because his hand will be like, Hey, don't forget. Hey, don't forget about this. Oh yeah, you're right. That, that is something right. Cause he may not, he may not like your, your position, right? Because he's had five, six bad, bad interactions with safety people, safety cops, and now all he sees is another safety cop. Oh, great. Another safety cop. You and I have both seen that. We've come behind people and like, oh, I'm a great. I have to influence, engage these people. Honestly, that's one of like, now that I have a little bit of different <clears throat> like tasks and my job level, mm -hmm. it's one of the things I miss the most is like, hey, this is our problem child right now that we're having to deal with. And that was like one of my favorite things. It's like a challenge like, cool. to me. Like I want to go figure out, okay, why is he the problem child? And I want to spend time with him, even though he doesn't want me to. Right. And I want to, I want him to want to, me to be on his job site eventually. Like that's my goal. Yeah. And for him to say, Hey Matt, you know, yeah, like, yeah got him. Yeah. Like I, that's the, I really enjoyed that as like, uh, uh, when I was more like in the field based, uh, safety career level, whatever. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things I liked the most was like winning over, the, winning over the, 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 the problem of, child yeah. yeah of those guys those, winning over the fun. hearts of the people that's what's my it's my thing yeah it's it's good and it's it's important for us to there's many I mean there's many levels of engagement we're talking about of course you know making sure that you empathize with your people right so empathize empathize is oftentimes you know these are people yeah they have lives they have kids they have troubles you know, one of my favorite things to do is when I, a new employee found out his, you know, his wife was pregnant, buy him a, a present. Yeah, he wasn't expecting it. But at the same time, he's like, oh, wow, you really care about me. You know, people have crappy situations and sometimes even even being able to um, um, champion for your people. Like I said, I, I know a couple of many episodes before in, in the beginning, I had an employee that made a big mistake, huge mistake. He was going to get suspended. Well, how do I sell that to him while still being able to be that leadership and empathize with him? Hey, man, I really don't want to. But, you know, the rule that you broke was super big. I talked with your manager. He was going to give you a three day suspension. I talked him down to a one, you know, and and being a champion for your people because they need to know that you have their back. You do. That's your job. Your job isn't to, to have the manager's back. Right. Who cares if the manager's safe? He's in an office all day watching TV. Right. Watching uh, SpongeBob cartoons, right? It's the people on the ground level that need to have your back. That you need to have their back. I'm sorry, let me correct myself. Have your your employees back because if not, then they're not going to trust you. They're not going to empathize with you. They're not going to gain their ability to you know direct them and, and lead them because they're mm -hmm. like, oh, Joe doesn't have my back. Who wants that in the in the field? Nobody. Have your employees back. Always be an employee advocate. And in one thing I'm learning in my, like I said, my MBA is that's that's how that's how new successful companies are are being ran. Yep. It's based on the employee. Employee slash customer, right? If we take care of our employees, they will take care of our customer, right? When you go into Starbucks, right? If you if they make a mistake on your on your drink, they don't care. 
It could be the wrong size. It could be around the color. It's not strong enough, too weak, whatever. You say, hey, I have a problem with my drink. You bring it to them, they will fix it. I've even brought it from different re- different mm-hmm. restaurants. I had one that was in one place, took it to another one, said, hey, you know, I was at this location and, you know, I was I was driving, I was in the drive-thru and I got to, you know, down the street and I'm like, this is, it's too weak. I, I asked for two, I'm at three. Don't worry. They won't even, they won't even take your cup lid off and pour you a new one. They will make you a brand new one right then and there. That's the difference because Starbucks knows if we take care of our employees, our employees will take care of our customers. Our customers is what we want, right? Essentially, business is about money. Don't get me wrong. But if we take care of our employees, our employees will then take care of our customers. So as, as leadership, we need to support our employees and empower them to make the decisions to help our customers. Because once we have that, you're going to have loyal customers forever, forever. No matter if you make a mistake, hey, yeah, we had this, yeah, we had that. Don't worry. We understand who you are and why you take care of our people. Having that ability to empathize and have your employees back is is very crucial. I agree. I think after going through some of these uh, skills that you talked about, one of the things that really came to my head is safety. Being a safety professional is pretty complex. It is. Knowing when to be fact, and I mean, knowing like you have to be fact-based and objective-based, but at the same time, you need to be able to understand the emotions that you're dealing yes. with and how to That's navigate love this those job. waters. It's pretty it's complex. It's very complex. It's not just, you know, cut and dry. And don't get me wrong, I love the ambulance. I do. It was a fun time and you get to see some cool stuff and do some cool cool stuff, but being being engaged as a safety professional in in a field is is so much more worth it cuz you can use so many different skills and like you said it's it's a challenge. You get that one challenging employee. I hate safety. Safety sucks. Well, why do you think that? Oh, I had, you know, a safety guy snitched on me and I got in trouble and I got fired, whatever it was. Okay, cool. Well, let me, let me win you over. Let me show you what real safety. That's why uh-huh. people say real safety. Let me show what real safety looks like. None of this. Oh, well, uh, I can just kind of go in. Oh yeah, that's wrong. Oh, that's wrong. No, this is, this is the higher level that this is the cream of the crop. kind of. I stuff. like your safety cop voice. It was pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, understanding your employees, like I said, supporting them, you know, having empathize because, you know, let's be honest, not every supervisor, not every manager has that leadership skills and they're going to they're going to trample on their employees. And if they can turn to you, you know, understanding that, hey, Joe's always got my back or Matt's always got my back, bro, you'd be surprised the things you can learn. And this is one of the things that I've learned, too, is those are the people that I go to. You know, we all especially in a group, let's say I have 30 people and I have three or four, like I call them insiders. People I know I can go to and I can trust. They will always give me the insider information. Hey, what happened? Oh, this will happen. Cool. Let me learn how to paint that in a way that won't that won't hurt my people. And that's and, and let them know. Tell, like I said, tell tell your people, look, man, I went and talked to that guy. I went and talked to him and and helped reduce. I couldn't get couldn't get you off, but rather than a three day, you're only missing one, right? And when you paint it like that, they're like, oh, Joe, you really have my back. Yeah, you you probably would have been fired. You know, especially in certain managers, I know that's that's a bad thing that we I've experienced before. As soon as you have an accident, boom, fired. Right. Bad cultures. Yeah. So always have your employees back. Um, participate. I hate to say again. Dang, I'm saying that a lot today. We need to participate as well. Right. We need to be active in in our roles. I've seen a lot of people where when it comes to like a presentation, Oh, in my, in my last company, I was the guy I love. I'm I'm very, you know, obviously with this podcast, I'm very boisterous. I'm very loud. I'm a very good presenter. I love, I love the presentation. I like talking to people and introducing new things and getting them to change their mind. 
a lot of people don't have that ability. They're like, oh, I, I don't want to do presentation. Why? Oh, because, you know, I'm nervous. Cool. You do it enough times. I still get nervous sometimes. I'm like, okay, let me think about what I'm going to talk about. And I still think, I still like that sometimes. But if you're not participating, they're going to be like, oh, who's who's that guy? I've actually had people. I mean, we've, I, we've talked about this before when I was offshore. We've had people go like, wait, we have a safety person? Wait, who's that? Oh, that's a safety guy. What? When did he start? Eight months ago? What? And they're surprised. They've never seen a safety person before. How? They've been here eight months because they're not participating. Right. They're not standing in it. it. It It's it's hard to do. Right. Learning how to publicly speak and get in front of a huge audience. It's tough. But if you want to build that rapport, if you want to be that person, you're going to have eventually have to do it because eventually you're going to present. Right. The idea is not you're going to be a tech forever. Mm-hmm. You want to be a, an advisor and then become a manager. Right. Eventually, you're going to be in front of the board of directors or your customer. And they're going to be like, so what happened? You tell me. Uh, Let me get to my safety guy. And your safety guys go, uh, I don't know, right? You have to build those abilities and skills, work on them. It doesn't have to be right then and there. There's other ways to do it. Go out and talk to crowds, talk to different people, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Nope, 100% agree. We didn't really hit a whole lot on, we talked about presentation skills, but we didn't talk a lot about public speaking. Right. But definitely, that's. I mean, that falls into presentation yeah. skills. And honestly, in the beginning for me, it was one of the hardest things for me to do. But like you said, you force yourself to do it over and over. Yeah. And now I have like most of the time, especially if it's in front of like my company. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I've been in front of my company with like 400 people. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not that same, big of a deal. It's not a big deal. I get more nervous now when I go in front of like nine people that have to like, then we're talking. Yeah. Your board of directors are all. And like the, the uh, mistake, the, uh, what, like the outcomes of a bad presentation can be. Like a lot higher, you know right? I mean? Right. The the stakes are higher. Those are the things that make me a little yeah. more nervous now. But and it's like I tell people, and you know, I've had I've you know coached many people, but tailgates, tailgates are the perfect thing. If if you're if you're participating and you're active with your people, you should feel comfortable mm-hmm. with taking a basic tailgate. Don't read it word for word, please. You will put everybody to sleep. Read it two, three, four, five times. Get the gist of what is on the paper. Pass it around. And as you're going Don't pass it around now because COVID, but yeah, right. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> pass it around make sure it's disinfected because it's laminated. <laughs> then give them the main points, right? We've talked about this before on, you know, presentations. Don't read your PowerPoint, just have it up there. And that's like your guidelines. You know, I, I struggle with that when I do like videos, you know, one thing that I've learned for me when I'm doing a video that I need to have like a whiteboard. That's my little trick. I put a whiteboard up and I put my main, my main points. Because if I'm trying to recall information, I'm gonna miss something. I'm gonna, I'm kind of as I'm talking, I'm trying to like, did I hit this point? Did I hit this point? Now I'm trying to remember generically. If you give me a topic, I can sit there and talk about it all day. Talk about heat illness and how sweat does this and that. But if you have me in video, I'm like, um, wait, hold on, because I'm I'm struggling because I don't have anything to reference. But if I go and I put on a whiteboard, hey, heat illness is my topic. We're going to talk about, yeah, I'm going to talk about this, this, this. I'm not going to write down every single thing I'm saying, but I'm talking about, boom, talk about, you know, symptoms of heat cramps and he, you know, stages of heat on this. Exactly. I can boom, boom, boom. I can see it. Those are my reference points. I don't need to write down every single thing. So it's easier for me to remember, Hey, Oh, that's right. Heat exhaustion, heat illness, um, you know, prevention techniques, um, all these different types of things and how to present them. Understand the material. Again, goes back to the evidence base. Know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
kind of kind of a thing that we want, especially out of a safety professional. Um, again, leadership. It's it's all encompassing. If if you don't know how to lead, if you can't effectively lead, you're you're going nowhere. This whole industry 100% is based off of leadership. You can be a bad leader. Don't get me wrong. If we can have all the policies in the world and we can have enforcement all in the world, but eventually you'll get to the point where you're gonna eventually get to the point where you're gonna terminate people. Right? Hey, you didn't follow the rule. Gone. Well, that guy just learned a lesson that he could teach everybody else. Now he's gone. Now we're going to take somebody else who doesn't have that experience. You're going to put them in the same scenario. Nothing's changed. So being able to effectively lead, engage your employee, get them to be participating, you know, there's a really good book out there on, you know, getting employee participation. Highly recommended. I, I mean, I love it. It's one of my, one of my favorite books. What is it? Um, it's going to be, I forgot. You highly recommend it, but you don't know the name of it. Well, I know the name, but it's just, it's one of those, like, it's like the, the safety factor, getting employee participate. It's like, you know, it's like a really long yeah, title and I, I want to make sure I, I give proper credit. So yeah, okay. So the word, the, the full title is the participation factor. Like I said, how to increase involvement in occupational safety, right? That's the whole title. Like I said, I know the book. I, ha I actually just picked it up like two days ago, but remembering the whole exact titles, I'm not I IBSN or whatever, but that, that book, and again, kind of like on, like we talked about last week on some of the books that we have life-changing, it will, it will tell you the reason why people aren't participating the factors that you know play in and and how to mitigate how to mitigate those things again listening skills that tell you hey this is what's going on in your in your workplace and this is how you change it again leadership pick we we just did an episode a couple of weeks ago about leadership study that episode five six seven times pick up those books understand that leadership is 100 percent your job i you're not going to be effective in, in even our, if you are the low, like if you even think, if you're the lowest, even if you think you're the lowest level, you're whatever you just started. Matter. You're an intern. Guess what? You, you need have to impact. develop leadership. Uh, yeah, you need to develop leadership qualities because you are a leader. You are a leader. As soon as you get into safety, you're automatically a leader. You can either be a good leader or a bad leader. And I, I think I want to make that distinction because either way, you're going to be a leader. Mm -hmm. But I tell people, don't say the word leader. I want to be a leader. What does that mean? You can be a bad leader. Is that what you want to be? Well, no, I want to be a good leader. I want to be an effectively good leader. That's why I hate the word safety manager. I want to be a safety leader. Why? Because I can manage. Anybody can manage. Or do you want to be a good safety leader? I want to be a good safety leader. <laughs> good safety leader, guys. So, yeah. Everything, especially these skills. I mean, these, of course, not a, a comp comprehensive guide, but definitely, you know, a good start. If, yeah. If you're wondering, like, what are some of the things I'm going to need to know how to do? Definitely. These are, these are some areas that you want to think about, you know, especially if you're, if you're going to school right now and you're not a safety person, or if you are, think about, you know, those things, you know, think about what you've done in the past. And let's be honest. We have to be honest with ourselves. Well, have I been participating? No. Okay. Well, how, what does that look like for me? Do I just start off with maybe giving more presentations, you know, ask your manager, Hey, what are resources for doing tailgates? Oh, it's this participate in that. Okay. Well, I want to make one cool. And then, present it small things out. Hey, show me how to do a KPI. What do I, what is a KPI? What does that, what does that look like? How yeah, do I develop KPIs some, like? yep. you know, get involved, participate, because how are you going to ask your employees to participate if you're not participating? Right. Monkey see monkey do again, leadership. All these skills are very important. I would say probably the most top skills. I mean, sure. 
a bunch of other skills that we can actually talk about physical skills, but these are definitely the soft skills, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. that are very important. Make sure you put these on your resume and make sure that you can elaborate. He, these are some skills that I have, and this is how they translate into the safety field. This is how it's going to translate to you having a better bottom line, lower KPIs, and you looking better. Why? Because you hired me, and I'm taking care of your culture for you. Boom. <laughs> so I All think right. that's it for, for today for sure. Um, make sure you guys give us a shout out at the culture of safety at gmail.com. Um, if you have, have questions or if you guys want to participate, like I said, there's, there's always that Avenue. If you guys, uh, if you guys are fresh to the field or if you guys don't, um, aren't in the field yet, let us know what you, what, how you, uh, see the safety field looking from the outside. And on, and on, on, on the opposite side, uh, I know like these next few episodes are kind of focused on, like you said, like entry level stuff, and then mm -hmm. we're going to move into uh, the next level. But if you're listening to these next few episodes and you already are a manager right? and you think that we're missing the boat on something, heck yeah, then let us know so we can talk about it so that, that everybody yeah, can we'll learn get from you, it. We'll get you on here and or you just can participate. Us, or just send us an email or something. <laughs> yeah, and, send yeah. us an email. Just let us know. It's like I said, it's, it's only helping the community at large and, and it's, it's helpful for everybody. I know it's helpful for me. I learned from all of our guests. I always learn at least five or six things, you know, I'm writing down. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a good tip. Um, also we have an Instagram, the popular safety guy. If you want to see some hilarious safety memes, yes. go I to am the meme. I am, I am the spiciest meme Lord. <laughs> Trust me, take them, send them, send them on your Facebook, share them with your friends. Trust me, people will laugh. I'm pretty good at these. Yeah, things. the popular safety guys on Instagram. Uh, you'll see our culture of safety logo is the logo yep. currently. So look for that, and then yep. you'll just see a bunch of memes on there, and uh, they're pretty funny. So definitely check that out. Yeah. So uh, like us on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page. Instagram. Like us on any of the other uh, Yo, platforms. Um, run Reddit. No, yeah, run and Spotify, Reddit. Apple, iTunes. I mean, all those you can leave us a review. All those things help us as a podcast. So. Yeah, like I said, we're we're just trying to get the word out and get more people. So I know a lot more people within the past couple of weeks have been more interested. And like I said, we're getting a lot more people like interested in and in trying to either be part of the show or or help contribute. So yeah, let us know. All right, thank you, thanks everybody. Hey guys, have a good one.